0: Hey guys, the message today is entitled Oneness with God. You've got to remember that Jesus Christ came as the express image of our Father. Jesus taught us to pray our Father who art in heaven. And religion has blinded your minds to the truth of the Gospels, the truth of the Kingdom of God. Everything is to do with us. Being a family. It's to do with us being one with God. It's to do with us being included. Jesus included us in the Godhead, He included us in the family of God. I find it absolutely astonishing that, you know, no one's really noticed, I've never heard it preached, but the rewards that Jesus includes for those in the book of Revelation who overcome those are the very rewards that were prophesied to the messiah so for example let's just go really quickly to psalm 2 and it says you know the famous psalm why do, why do the nations conspire and plot a vain thing and it says here that he said you are my son This is about the Messiah. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. And so then in Revelation chapter 2, the Messiah, the victorious risen Christ, says... To the church, and where is it here, Uh, in chapter 2, here it is, to the one who is victorious and does not, and sorry, and does my will to the end, I will give them authority over the nations. Hello? Hello? That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. I mean, hello, isn't that incredible? Let's go back. That was Revelation, a letter to the church from Jesus, the King of the church, the head of the church. He's including us in that prophetic messianic reward which was contained in psalm 2 and in verse 8 it says i will today i have become your father you are my son ask of me and i will give the nations your inheritance the ends of the earth your possession you will break them with a rod of iron you will dash them to pieces like prof, like pottery so as you can see here, what I'm trying to say, you, you haven't believed me yet. But what I'm trying to say is you have been blinded by religion. You have been blinded by the God of this age. To You've, you've actually missed. He, he doesn't mind you being a Christian. He doesn't mind you going to church. But he does mind the prince of the power of the air, the, the devil. He does mind if you get it. Because Jesus said, if you get it, you're going to bear fruit a hundred times what was sown. Because Jesus said in the parable of the seed of the kingdom, he said, the seed of the kingdom that lands on your heart, that understands the seed of the kingdom. See, Jesus says that the seed is the word of the kingdom. And he said that the soil is your heart. And he said that if your heart understands the word, that means receives it and holds on to it. He said, if your, if your heart understands the word, you will bear fruit, 30, 60, 100. So what is the word? The word is not the Bible per se. It's not the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John per se. It is the seed of the kingdom, Jesus Christ Christ interprets the parable of the so-called sower, the so-called parable. So he interprets it. In the same chapter, he interprets it and he explains it. And he says the seed is the word of the kingdom. Every word that Jesus preached, every parable was about the kingdom. The kingdom is like a mustard seed. The kingdom is like a sower. The kingdom is like the kingdom is like. So, He told us what the seed is. The seed is the word of the kingdom. Now, Jesus Christ himself was the embodiment of the word of the kingdom. Jesus Christ himself is the king of the kingdom. In fact, Jesus Christ himself is the the kingdom. And therefore, the Holy Spirit, who is just like Jesus Christ, he is also the kingdom. So... When you receive the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus Christ said, you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you are born of above. In other words, those who receive the spirit of God can see the kingdom because the kingdom is the spirit of God. That's why Paul says Christ in us is the hope of glory because Christ is the kingdom of God and only the kingdom of God will satisfy you. Ministry, mission, power, signs and wonders, money, none of that will satisfy you. No man has ever been fully satisfied other than by the kingdom of God. And that's why when Jesus found Mary at the tomb or You might say, Mary found Jesus at the tomb resurrected. He said, I go to my father and your father. I go to my God and your God. Again, Jesus Christ is including us in the family. Paul says he is the firstborn of many brethren. Jesus prayed to the Father that we would be one as He is one. And I'm telling you today, the message is the message is God wants oneness. He wants oneness with you in terms of relationship. He wants oneness with all of creation, which will come under Jesus Christ. All creation, all authority, all power will become one under Christ. All of His enemies will be crushed under His feet. And God's goal is that, like Paul prayed, his goal is that Christ would be formed in you. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, My dear children, for whom I am in pain of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. Christ wants to be developed in you. Now, this is another part that people forget. You have to be born again first to see the kingdom of God. You have to understand the word of the kingdom of God in order to bear fruit, but people don't realize that it's like a reverse um, engineering. You then have to allow that kingdom. You have to allow that Christ that's in you to come out of you. That's why Paul writes things like, be not conformed to the pattern of the world in Romans. Be not conformed. He says, He says, set your mind on things above, not things below. He says, take your thoughts captive. He says, I beat my body daily. Why was he beating his body daily? Why did Jesus set his face as flint? Why did Jesus say that some demons only come out by prayer and fasting? Because you have the Holy Spirit in you, but he's got to come out of you. Smith Wigglesworth said, he said, I move God. You know, faith is action. Faith moves God. What's he saying? He's not being sacrilegious. He is coming from a place where he knows that he is one with God. He knows that he's a son of God. He knows that he is accepted by God. He knows that he is included in the Godhead because you you know that we're going to marry Christ. So we are one in flesh with him. So if Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one, and we're one with Christ, then we're one. We're part of. You know, Jesus prayed that the the the, the church would be one. So I'm not creating a heresy here. I, Jesus prayed that we would be one with the Godhead, that we would be the fourth member, so to speak, of the Godhead: the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and His Bride. So, oh my God, I've got a lot more to go into. I mean, if if God's the father and Jesus is the son, then who's the mother? I mean, there's only one person left, the Holy Spirit. If God made man in his image both male and female he made them. Then isn't God both male and female? I mean, I know on one level that's ridiculous and God is a spirit, but on the other level, God said it's not good for man to be alone, but he created an Kenedgo. He created a helper to be with him who was woman. And then Jesus Christ said to the church, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to give you a helper, the Holy Spirit. So I'm just saying, like, it's in creation. It's in the Godhead. It's in the creation of Adam and Eve. It's in this church with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the female, you know, attribute of the Godhead. You know, <laughs> okay. So I'm just throwing that out there. You know, if you if you're interested in that sort of um, teaching, if you're interested in that sort of doctrine. Um, there was a great interview, I believe it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's a book about it. It is, uh, Dr. Kent Smith, or he might not be a doctor, but W. Kent Smith, a biblical historian. He's written a book, um, called, uh, Tales. Um, he looks into some of the, the misconceptions in the Bible, um, and if you go and read the Bible, you'll realise that a lot of these um, biblical misconceptions they're not significant things, but little things like Noah's Ark and things like that. We have missed the point, you know. Like for example, Babel is where the Christian sorry, where the, where the languages were scattered, but in the previous verse to the mention of Babel it already says that people had different languages so anyway there's just some really interesting things going on in, in the bible that we have you know over thousands of years sort of chinese whispers so it's really interesting but i'm just saying there's a lot there's a lot of understanding that's missing in our christian you know theology and and the message today from the father is he he longs to be one with you. He has done everything needed and possible to include you in everything. You have everything. You have God. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of your inheritance. God says that you are His inheritance and that He is your inheritance. He's given you the kingdom. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you His Son. He's poured out His blood. He's forgiven you your sins. He's seated you in heavenly places above everything. You know, There's literally nothing left to do other than believe it and to receive it. And I believe that what Paul is getting into when he talks about things like this, he talks about the the spiritual man and the natural man. What he's saying is, and what I'm saying is, is as we learn to be one with God, as we learn to to be God on the earth, because I I really believe that that's what Jesus intended for us to, to be. You know, Paul says things like, you are the ambassadors of Christ you are the ambassadors of God he says things like speak if you speak speak as though you are the oracle of God you know Jesus said as the father sent me as the express image of God so I'm sending you as the express image of God in fact Genesis says you are the image of God so if Genesis says you're the image of God and Jesus is the exact image of god and says as god sent me i'm sending you as the father sent me i'm sending you and then he includes us in the godhead by praying to the father that we will be one and he says i am the light of the world you're the light of the world you know anything you do in my name i'm going to confirm it with signs and wonders if you bind anything it's going to be bound if you loose anything it's going to be loosed i mean there's nothing i mean there's he has not left any room to doubt that we are to be God on the earth. And if you're a little bit, still a little bit suspicious about that, I think it's in John chapter 10, uh, around about verse 38 or 48. Jesus quotes the Psalms and he says in John 10, 38, where is it? John 10.34, Jesus answered the Pharisees, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? So why do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's son. Now remember, these Pharisees crucified Jesus for including himself in the Godhead. And I believe it's the same today. I believe that there is a revelation and a basic part of the kingdom of God, which is that you are the sons of God. And anyone who says that is going to be considered to be a heretic. But thank God for the shaking that's going on. And I just want to talk a little bit about that right now because I really believe that that God is our source that God is our source for salvation. God is our source for, for health and for healing. He's given us our immune system. You know, God has given us the blood of Jesus Christ for our physical uh, and spiritual and emotional healing. It's sozo, it's it's total salvation, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But I believe that the world, in a sense, is is trying to replace God at the moment. And, and offer themselves as the source. You know, the government is our source of security. The government is our source of freedom. These technology companies are, are our source of information. And a lot of us are looking to, to, to the wrong source. And, and I really believe that, you know, every time we take a step in the direction of the world, we're, we're, we're taking a step away from God who says, that to be a lover of the world is to be an enemy of God, that we're meant to enter through the narrow gate, that many enter through the wide gate and they experience destruction, but we are called to enter through the narrow gate. I know I'm covering a lot of things, but there's one message coming through today from the Spirit of God, and that is that you are one with God, you are the image of Christ as Paul said may Christ be formed in you it is no longer you who lives but Christ who lives within you and the life that you now live in the flesh flesh you live by faith in the son of god your body is dead to sin but the holy spirit gives life to your mortal body you know if you're worried about being like god then maybe you haven't died yet but when you realize that you're gone that you no longer live but Christ lives within you. He who follows Christ must first deny himself. Then you'll realize that it's okay to be one with God because you're dead. Your, your old man is gone. Your new man is made in the image of Christ. You are clearly in the Bible, you are the you are the you have the righteousness of Christ Jesus, you have the position of Christ Jesus you have the name you you know you bear the name of Christ Jesus you know it's just you're you're all gone so don't don't be religious here but receive the gift of god Re- receive salvation receive the forgiveness for your sins and receive as jesus wants to give you a seat on his throne it says in revelation chapter 3 he who overcomes i will give him a seat on my throne again That's another thing that God promised the Messiah in in the Old Testament that Jesus is giving us. So I'm really excited for you and I to finally agree with God that we are the sons of God. And now that brings me to the next part, the second part of this message, which is that while God is including us in everything that is Christ, while he's including us in everything that is God, that in everything that is the kingdom, he is also wanting that kingdom to come out of us. Now, clearly, the kingdom is inside of your spirit, man. Jesus said it's the rivers of living water that flow out of your belly, you know, Paul says it's Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame the gift. I mean, the gift isn't a physical box. It's not a it's not a an Amazon package. The gift is a spiritual gift. And Paul does this great, you know, rendition in 1 Corinthians 15. He's talking about resurrection from the dead. But he said. He said, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown in a natural body, it is raised in a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, then there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit, Jesus. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth... The second man is from heaven. And he goes on and says, And was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so are also those who are of heaven. That's you and me. Verse 49, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, Adam, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven, Christ Jesus. Verse 50 I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So what I'm trying to say here, and I know he's he's talking about the resurrection, but there's so much spiritual truth in here that we don't understand in the religious version of Christianity that we've created in the last 200 years. It's been a great reformation, but, but what God is saying is you have received the imperishable seed of the kingdom of God, which is the very Christ Jesus in your spirit man. And you have to let him outside. So in the same way that first was the natural, then was the spiritual, we in a sense reverse engineer that in our daily lives so that it's first in the spiritual and then in the natural. In other words, faith without works is dead. So that spiritual faith that you have inside of your belly has to Come out of your belly through your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, according to Thessalonians, and through your body, which is a broken vessel, a jar of clay, and touch people in the earth. In other words, it's the violent who take the kingdom by force. So you have to get to a point where you, on a daily basis, have trained yourself to take the spiritual deposit of God that is the holy spirit inside of you that is the spirit of truth that is the anointing of the father that is the gift of the spirit that is healing and salvation and deliverance freely you have received freely give but what are you carrying around you're not carrying around money but like peter and paul you say sorry like peter and john you say silver and gold have I none but what I do have in my spirit man I give you through my soul, mind, will, and emotions as an act of my mind, as an act of mental discipline, as an act of my will, as a decision that I make internally, and as an act of my emotions that I'm often pushing down because it's not relevant, and then out of my body, through the movement of my tongue, through the movement of my physical hands, be healed in Jesus' name. So what I have spiritually, I give you physically through my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, and body. I've got to begin to overcome, overthrow, and, and to work it out through into the spiritual realm. That's into the physical realm, rather. That's why Paul said, I beat my body daily. Thank you, Father, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of god that's you that's your mind that's your your own brain your chemistry but for they are foolishness to him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned so you have a mind you have a brain but the the those those who sow to the flesh those who sow to their intellect to their biochemistry to their body, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But those who sow to the spirit, those are the sons of God. 2 Corinthians verse, sorry, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4, The message I preached and how I preached it was not in an attempt to sway you in your brain with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you in your spirit the almighty power of God. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but trusting in his almighty power. Okay. Verse 12, For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand the and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the spirit, and not with words taught by man's wisdom. That's why my podcast is all over the place. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of God's spirit. And I, I'm sorry, but most of the church that I've experienced, I mean, 975 out of a thousand is relying on human, entirely on human intellect. They would listen to my podcast and go, What the hell is he talking about? Oh, he said hell, so he can't be a Christian. It says, Someone living on an entirely human level rejects. So if you're rejecting the revelations of God, maybe you're living on an entirely human level. For they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit, of the Spirit, because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. So here I am. Receiving revelation from the Spirit, speaking by the Spirit to you, and you need the Holy Spirit to be able to interpret it or, or to understand it. Verse 15, those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things and they are subject to no one's scrutiny but God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, Lord. Breakthrough today. Listen. There is a debt system being erected in the earth today. You know, I don't know if it's the beast system, but what I do know is that God wants to set you free, that God gives good gifts to his children. And with, his good, with God's gifts, there is no trouble. There's no trouble. You don't have to fear the loss of life. You don't have to fear rust and decay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But the world system, I mean, there's a debt system at the moment. There's a one world government. There's a technocracy. There's a a bureaucracy that's being set up. And the Lord laughs at them. He laughs at them. He says, you know, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way. But the governments of the world, they're wanting you to worship them. They're wanting you to come to them as, as your source. You know, once you enter into some of these systems of debt, you can't get out. So I don't know. I'm not saying that you're, you know, irredeemable if you receive some of the government's help at the moment, but I'm saying that it would be good to not be in debt, physically in debt to the government, physically in debt to, to a healthcare system that requires permanent customers. You know, God has given you an immune system which is 99.97% effective against the common cold. And the efficacy doesn't diminish over time, but it increases. And you have the Holy Spirit who will heal your body. You know, the Holy Spirit brings life to your mortal body, and you have communion. And you have Psalm 91. So I'd encourage you, don't get into this new debt system. And let me finish by reading the front cover of Science Magazine, current edition, edition 16th of October, 2021. The vaccine for everything. The everything vaccine. The everything vaccine. <whistles> From cancer to HIV. How the pandemic has unlocked a medical revolution sounds like money to me. I'll leave that with you to consider what an everything vaccine might mean for you, for society, and for an entirely different system of government. Oh, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are corralling your church, into the courts of heaven, that we would live from heaven to earth, that we would have our minds set on things above, that we would have our feet planted on the earth and that the Holy Spirit would flow through us, overtaking our natural mortal bodies with the permission that we give you, Holy Spirit, to break through our gates. We are the gate of heaven. We open our mouths and God comes out. We open our, our eyes, our hearts, and our minds, and we let your spirit impact the world around us. Today, we are meant to be, you know, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus said, These things must come. He said, But while these things are, are happening in the earth, these Matthew 24 things, he said, All the while, the message of the kingdom, of the kingdom, of the kingdom, of the kingdom of the kingdom, the message of the kingdom. Have a look at his words, the message of the kingdom, not of church, not of your best life, not of TV personality Christians, but the message of the kingdom of God will be preached and then the end will come. So, guys, we've got to get to work. We've got to get to work. There's nothing to do. There's nothing left to do but to be like God. I mean, seriously, He is forgiving you your sins. He is your source. He is your provider. He has died on the cross, risen from the dead, sent the Holy Spirit, given you the keys of the kingdom. He's commanded you not to worry, not to worry, not to worry, not to worry. He's guaranteed persecutions, he's guaranteed troubles and tribulations, but he's also guaranteed that you will overcome them. So you have no excuse but to love one another you have no excuse but to be debt free oh no man anything but to love them and i just see a picture of the church walking around the streets with no money with no vaccine passport with no money belt no cloak but with freedom the fullness of the holy spirit overflowing you are going out and you are telling people to be reconciled to God. That's what we've been called to do. That's the moment we're in, this very second. Tell everybody about the kingdom of God. When they ask you, why aren't you working? Are you vaccinated? Whatever. Tell them the truth. Okay? Don't be afraid of persecution. Okay? Because God will show them. They will glorify God on that day because of your righteousness, because of your good works, even though now they might persecute you, they will glorify God for you because of you on that day. So be yourself. What am I saying? This is the secret. Oh, my God, this is another book. Your spirit man needs to be seen. Who you really are is a spirit man and he needs to be seen, and he is often hiding on the inside of you under your mind, will, and emotions, under your body, under your you know, lifestyle, and God is wanting you, like Adam and Eve, to be seen. What happened in the garden when God called to Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? He was hiding, I believe he was hiding under his soul. He was hiding under his body did you notice he 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 first realized that he was naked why because his physical he would have had a physical body cuz he ate the food but i believe that his spirit was so let's just say for the sake of your offense his body was his spirit was so prominent that he wasn't even aware that he had a body you know his spirit was so prominent I mean, do you know animals can talk in the spirit? The four living creatures cry holy. The donkey spoke to the prophet. What I'm saying is I believe Adam and Eve were a glorified, they were, they were, they were a spirit man that was living, you know, on, on a body. You know, that their body was there but that their soul was on the outside and their spirit was on the outside, and that the Holy Spirit was the glory covering. I can't, you know, prove it exactly, but I believe that we've somehow inverted the relationship that we had with God. Our spirit man's gone inside, and our body's on the outside. Our body has become the most prominent, the most visible. And maybe Adam and Eve looked the same as us, but I know what it's like. To break through, Don't you know when you break through in prayer, when you break through in prophecy, when you break through in worship, it's like your body goes away. It's like you can walk on water. You can walk through the walls. Hello? I believe our body is meant to serve our soul, which is meant to serve our spirit, which is meant to serve the Holy Spirit. And I believe that there's a, there's a way for us to live today. In Romans chapter 8, the sons of God are revealed. Well, what are the sons of God? They're those who are led by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit is foremost. The Spirit is on the outside. It's the Holy Spirit who comes upon you with power. I believe somehow we need to pray in, in tongues and worship and deny ourselves and deny our flesh and to break through those layers, those false layers that are going to disappear anyway. And what's going to remain is your spirit, man. You know, you're going to get a new, a new body, but I, I really believe that our spirit is meant to be foremost. We're meant to live on the outside. We're meant to be seen. I believe we're meant to walk around with our spirits on the outside, being seen, and, and with the Holy Spirit covering us so we're protected and we're safe. But I believe that we live often with our soul and our body in front and, and it's not meant to be that way. I know that it's all interrelated and integrated and it's all one. But I believe that generally speaking, our spirit is hidden on the inside, lost often to us. We're, even though we're Christians, we're a natural-minded person who cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be more like Adam and Eve who I believe were living with their body serving their soul and their spirit. And it wasn't even considered I know that you know sin caused the feeling of nakedness, but I believe that sin caused a lot of things to change. And I believe that one of the things that's being restored today is the sons of God being revealed, the spirit man becoming first and foremost in your life. That's what it means to set your mind on things above. That's what it means to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What it means is you're spiritual. You're a spiritual man. You're, not, you're a heavenly man. You are, the Bible says, if you you should walk as Jesus walked, you should live as Jesus lived. So I want to just encourage you to do that today, to be a spirit man walking on the earth in the image of God as you are signs and wonders following. So, so let it be, God, in Jesus' name. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. God bless you. I've been Jonathan. And you've been listening to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast.